0: Welcome to your number one source of information on women's pelvic health. On this podcast, you will hear from medical experts, pelvic health professionals, holistic healers, and patients themselves in order to learn and understand everything there is to know about regaining and maintaining your pelvic health and becoming your own best advocate for your pelvic floor, the most vital part of our bodies as women. All of the conversations are intimate, raw, and unedited in order to deliver the most authentic information possible. Today I am here with Ross Azurian, who is an author, entrepreneur, and consultant who recently wrote a book called Broken Banana, which was featured on TMZ, The Today Show, CNN, and many more news and media outlets. The book is a comedic autobiography about the time that he broke his penis. So (laughs) thanks for being here. You're welcome. Um, I'm really excited to have you here because it's rather difficult to have a man come on a podcast, especially about women's pelvic health and especially talking about their own problems with uh, sexual health issues. So when I saw you, I was like, I need him on the podcast. <laughs> oh.
1: And she literally saw me and was like, Hi, am I interrupting anything? I was like, <laughs> That at all? Who are you?
0: <laughs> um. Anyway, so we are here, and I am happy that you are so willing to share your story and spread your knowledge and entertainment with everyone listening. So thank you. <laughs> Do you want to first tell us what happened to you? For those sure. who aren't familiar, who haven't sure. read your book, For
1: for those who have yeah. children around, maybe put them in a closet really quick. Um, so, uh, I wrote this book called Broken Banana, and it's basically my life story told to the narrative backbone of the time that I broke my penis having sex. And you might say, how do you break a penis, Ross? Uh, very carefully. So, I was, uh, I was having sex, as you do, and it was a freak accident, and basically came out and came back in, but didn't get back in, and, uh, hit one part of the pelvic floor, I'm sure. I'm not <laughs> sure, we'll discover that later. Uh, and basically my penis just popped. And You heard I, it pop. I, oh yeah, baby. Uh, and so um, when a penis breaks, obviously it's not a bone, but that's just what it's called. It usually means that there's a tear, uh, like a muscular tear. And my penis, not, not yours, has a basically two spongy tissues that fill up with blood and then your urethra. So it's usually a muscular tear of one of those spongy tissues that fill up with blood. Well, your boy here <laughs> tore both of them and my urethra was severed in half. So <laughs> if only you could see her face right now. Um, so that that made it super rare. Uh, and when I say super rare, like my doctor was like, this happens like once a decade and it's only been recorded like 13 times on file. So, I'm pretty special. You're making history. I'm pretty what can I say? I'm pretty <laughs> special. Um and so yeah, so that is that was that was the accident.
0: So, okay, so this accident happened and then like what happened in the moment? What happened after? Right. So, what was your initial reaction? So,
1: anyone like, what what happened? Anyone who's been through like a traumatic injury mm-hmm. uh knows that like you go into survival mode pretty quickly, yeah. right? Like when you get like hit by a car or something, you just get back and be like, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. Just ever, everyone keep walking. And then like five minutes later, you're like, ah, oh, oh, my nose is bleeding. My back So your my initial reaction
0: hurts. was you're okay? No, my my, my
1: initial reaction was like, oh, no. <laughs> like I, I knew, like I, I didn't know, but I knew. You knew something was not right. Yeah. Uh, and I basically like called 911, you know, and, and you you, you I've never really prank called anyone, but I figured if I did, this is probably what the call would be. And I was like, man, she probably thinks that I'm yanking her chain right now. But I was very serious when I was like, she's like, what's your emergency? And I was like, I think I broke my penis. And she's like, are you in a safe space? And I was like, not emotionally. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, so I mean the, the medics came and I mean, it's, I mean, as you might imagine, everything is very funny and also not funny at the same time. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and like even the the medics that arrived were these two jersey bros i was living in the east village at the same at the time and you know they just come up and and you know it's bad when like medics who's who've literally like pulled people's limbs out of cars look at you and they're like oh man <laughs> was that there <laughs> that <reaction>? was it <laughs> that was it um
0: wait can i get really graphic yeah like, absolutely what, love what, it what is what does a broken penis look like like
1: uh, it's kind of like if you like stick your finger out straight yeah. and like like bend it in to the like left a little hard, like a, but like a bent. hook. Yeah, it was like uh, if you've ever gone to like a farmer's market and they yeah. show you like the organic eggplant, yeah, and you're like, that's a weird shape, right? It was that.
0: So, like, you knew something was wrong by looking at it.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it will, A, it was bigger, it was like three times than it oh. usually is, which like in other circumstances yeah. would be dope, but this was because no. it was bruising yeah. and filling with blood um so
0: So you were were like something is really wrong oh yeah i mean i like i
1: knew i didn't know how bad it was right and then like the girl was like oh my god she was flipping out and i just went to emergency protocol because she didn't live in new york so i was like i was like here's what's gonna happen i might pass out people buzz up here so that's the button you need to let them in you know i mean it's not like living in new york yeah you, you don't buzz everyone in where you live right um i was like i might pass out get me water i'm gonna sit on my ikea futon and think about my life and breathe uh and that's what i did until they got there went straight to the hospital and like that was the saving grace i think that's if if there's like a lesson to be learned Mm is like if something happens go to the doctor and i I like i was like listen i i work because i want to have insurance and Mm -hmm. i'm going i'm going yeah uh although i did have a great moment at the bottom where i was like the ambulance was there and I was like, hey, I was like, should I just take a taxi to the hospital? Cause like, I know ambulances are super expensive. And they were like, if this was your toe, maybe. But we're <laughs> gonna take you to the right spot. I was like, all okay. right. <laughs> but I was ready to get in the taxi and like spend $20 and be chill. But well, you never know what these, I mean, we go through very funny things when, when the time is but, but you so know, be, because I went, like that was my saving. Like The mm-hmm. reason I can sit here and laugh and write a book about it is yeah. because like, I mean, I had the literally the worst possible scenario mm-hmm. with the best outcome. Mm-hmm. And if I hadn't gone straight to the emergency room and the horror stories that I have now heard since, because literally now I am the world's source when you Google, like, broken penis, I come up. Right, um, which is like, another
0: question I yeah, want to ask you. But, like, again. you
1: know, I get messages all the time, like, and some people, like...
0: From guys who have broken their penis. Yeah, or,
1: like, have just done it or, like, have a mishap or even friends who are, like, hooking up with somebody and, like catch a doorknob or something they'll be like oh my god I'm like go to the doctor Uh because that's like that was it it's it's a ticking time bomb
0: and okay so what happened so you went to the hospital and then what
1: yeah um I mean you know from there you just start doing all the tests right so I mean a the the hilarity of everything is just like off the charts
0: were you an excruciating painter were you able to like Uh, you know what was your mindset
1: I I I think the better story is like oh my god I was in so much pain." I don't really remember like everything was happening so quickly and my mind was firing like at a million miles per second that i don't really remember my pain levels i remember like i was basically doing like a penguin waddle because i got this like inflamed eggplant between my legs that i'm just like trying to like not touch anything so i'm quite literally waddling through i mean i was like on homecoming queen on parade like going to the emergency room and, of course, everybody, like, they'd called this in. So, like, it was it was like this slow-motion scene from Scrubs. And, you know, I get straight to the, like, an emergency alone. room. No, no, no. she, uh, oh, she came? She came. Uh-huh. Um, and so, you know, get into the bed and, like, you know, they give you the morphine and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, you're just trying not to move anything, uh-huh. you know. And I think that the, the pain... At the time i'm sure it was something but i actually remember there was much more painful things to come like the recovery again Mm -hmm. that's always the tougher part yeah um but you know they started running all these tests on me and they didn't know like they didn't they thought it was just like a tear or something like that and so the big test is if you can't pee like i couldn't pee uh so you can imagine here i am in this like moo moo uh like swinging this third leg over and i have you know this you know my friend here she's staring at me like hysterically crying because she doesn't know like what to do and she feels really bad i have this nurse who's like trying to take this all very seriously and me like intermittently cracking jokes and he hands me this like red gallon thing to pee in and he's like you know okay can you pee and i was like yeah oh right now oh in front of it okay sure sure and i'm just like he's like staring at me and i'm already got i'm a pretty shy you know bladder guy and i'm just like i'm like i can't pee i'm like sending the signals to my from my brain i'm like All right, dog, now's a good time. And it's like nothing. And he's just like, okay, that's good to know. And I'm like, well, 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 What's good to know. So basically that was the indicator because my urethra was severed. Like sometimes it'll be like, you know, a fracture or something like this. So then they had to do all these tests on me. And again, this is like two, two in the morning. So they're like x raying me, they're sticking things in my peeper and like putting little dye and like trying to see, but they, the dye wasn't going like through my urethra. So they couldn't, so they couldn't see it in the x ray. So, you know, I've got like the C squad at 2 a.m. radiologist like sitting, I'm like, I'm like, how, how? how like, where am yeah. I? What is my life right now? Um, and so, yes, yeah, so they were like, well, because we can't really figure it out, uh, we can either take you an emergency surgery or you can wait until the morning, until like the A squad surgeons come. I'm like, I'll wait, <laughs> and uh, and so yeah. So that was like once the surgeons came, um, you know, basically they opened me up in the morning. That's when they saw that like shit was real and. The, it was, I like to say that this was the first dick pic that was ever taken of me. was by my first surgeon who took a picture, then sent it to another surgeon who's a urethra reconstruction specialist. And uh, of which there are only a handful in the country, but of course, like only in New York. He's down the street. Right. So then he I've comes heard in. of, a urethra, of course.
0: And, and I've heard of lots of doctors yeah. that do these yeah. types
1: of... So he comes in from across the street. I never meet him. I never even meet him because he's there. I'm, I'm knocked out cold. Uh, they do all the things and they thread the catheter and they, I mean, you know, it's miracles. Like Doctors are just like miracle people. Uh huh. And then I woke up and I was like, what's this bag at the end of my leg? <laughs> yeah, I was 28 yeah. at the time. I was like, "But
0: right.
1: I don't know what a catheter is. That's for like old people. But there and I was. so
0: how long were you in the hospital for?
1: Uh, another day and a half.
0: And then what happened after?
1: I had a catheter in, it was supposed to be for two weeks. I ended up being for a month. Mm-hmm. So they took it out and then they did some more tests. And then I obviously still wasn't healed, so they had to stick it back in. And I was fully conscious for that. Like, it was different when they put the catheter in when you're taking a snooze. Uh, But I was out. Um, So they put it back in another two weeks. And then I had another month of physical therapy, which we can talk about later. Uh, And then, yeah, about another month until I could really use it in Uh any sort of capacity.
0: And what you, like you say, you use it meaning sexually or just peeing? Sexually. Sexually. So how many months was it, like It was three? like three and a half. Three and a half months. Yeah. And three and a half months with the catheter? No, no, no. No.
1: A month with the catheter. A month with the ca- Okay, okay. A month and a half without, and then, like, I could try and have sex again.
0: And then after four months, or three and a half months, you were fully recovered, good to go. Well, <laughs> I mean,
1: I wasn't, like, off to the races hitting slam dunks. Um, <clears throat> no, I mean... So I, I like to equate this to a sports injury. Like oh. any sports injury, it's right. like a six to eight week, you know, recovery. But you're always, you know, if you injure your knee and you're running back and you're gonna every time you hit the field and you're gonna turn on that knee again, you're gonna think about it a little more because yeah. it is it's susceptible to injury. And it's again.
0: also, I mean, that's like full blown PTSD. Like yeah, you big time. You can't just
1: yeah, you, know, you can't just hit the bedroom the way know, you used to. No, and but. forget
0: about all the trauma that you no, had just you, experienced. No,
1: you're gonna make a, a you're gonna make a a, a slow, little sweeter, yeah. a slower jam, but you know, fall down seven, get up eight you know, you gotta play like a champion. So I would say that I appreciated uh-huh. uh, the act more than, uh, which, than honestly,
0: there's a lot to be said for that.
1: Yeah, there is. I will tell you that like more than sex, I think that when I couldn't pee, yeah, that shit was real.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I pee more than I have sex, which right. I'm cool with. right. And like when you don't you when you're when you have a catheter and you're not using your bladder, That's a muscle, right? Mm -hmm. So it becomes dormant. So Mm -hmm. the first time I like peed, it was like spasm like I was my muscle spasming. Sorry, (laughs) just peed everywhere. Like I went over the toilet and I'm just peeing everywhere. I couldn't control it. Yeah. (laughs) And so like, I would say that like when I go and pee, like almost every day, I'm just like, I just look at it. I'm like, no, we've been through a lot together, haven't we? (laughs) You know? So, because that, like that is a much more, like that's. That's life and death functionality. Mm-hmm. That's like if someone's like Raj, you can't have sex anymore. I'd be like, you know what? I had a good run. You right. know, I still got to pee though. If someone's like, you can't pee anymore. And there was a time like when like if that's actually, like the way I opened the book. I was like the guy. This like the the doctor who came in. You know, I, I would say like, hey, you know, when when you're in the hospital, you always you always ask the same question. It's like, mm-hmm. what's the best case and worst case scenario? It's like you know the best case scenario It's that everything's okay, and the worst case scenario is that everything's screwed. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah. And he was just like. He's like, well, you know, best case. blah, blah, blah. He's like, worst case, you know, like uh, you lose functionality and sensitivity and like we have to basically like stick a tube in you. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> As he like whisks out the door. So like I think that Isn't I was thinking more about that. It's, you know, it's their job. Like they're not there to coddle you. It's like, hey, homie, ones and zeros, dog. Like we're gonna, and that's why I think that, like, when you're in the hospital, and you know, look, it doesn't really matter. Like you can have a bad attitude, good attitude. Like you gotta have a good attitude. Those people are gonna do what they're gonna do one way or the other. And you being like, well, where is the something, something? I'm like, it's just like going It's just like at a restaurant. Like the more you complain, the more likely they're gonna spit in your food. So you know, <laughs> right. you gotta be on their good side, even if you're pissed.
0: Okay, I want to backtrack for a second. Can you? Can you explain in a little bit more detail what the healing process was really like physically yeah. and then mentally also? The emotional healing process. Yeah, the emotional healing. Those scars we, take longer. We all know how real that is. Yeah.
1: But. Uh, so I, uh, I basically, after I got the catheter out, uh, A, didn't know that I was gonna even be able to get erections again. Until I woke up in the middle of the night when I had my catheter in and I was, like, half erect. And, like, if you have a catheter in and a penis, which, again, most of the people mm-hmm. in this audience don't, uh, it hurts a lot. So it's like a chain basically pulling down your penis being like, no, nah, you can't get erect right now. I'm like, ah. So it was cool that I was getting them, A. And then when I, got the, um, when I got the catheter out, my instructions were to basically hold an erection for 20 minutes a day, twice a day. And do nothing with it.
0: (laughs) Why? Why do nothing with it? So,
1: so like I didn't want to ejaculate. I don't know what the that's a great technical term. Uh, I like didn't want to like actually masturbate because you know I wanted Mm -hmm. my tubes to be doing their thing. I didn't want to be yeah. messing with the systems and, yeah. you know, uh, I mean, I, who knows? Like there's no, there's not like, there's like a deep field of study in this, you know, how to recover, but essentially you want blood flow mm-hmm. and you want a cycle of fresh blood flow going through. And I mean, that's what an erection is. It's just blood flow. Right. Um, in fact, they had even given me Cialis, which like regulates your blood flow. Whereas like Viagra is like, you know, they've this like call all hands on deck. Like, <laughs> whereas mm-hmm. Cialis is like, just regulates, uh, I I don't know I, mean, I have no clue how it works but apparently it helps regulate blood flow to that area, um, and so like that was that was it. I for, so for like a month, I would just flip on some porn and just mm-hmm. like watch it for the story. Like I don't, and there was no like it was like the least like so funny. hot thing to do. I was like, well, what should I watch today? <laughs> so you know, you really get to know you really get to know people <laughs> when you do that. And then. That, and then you're asking me when I finally got to explode? Is that what the next question is? I, I mean when that wasn't but go it? ahead. Oh, well, I didn't know. <laughs> you were like and then I was like, I don't What do you mean and then? I don't know. Yeah, eventually I I, I mean it was like I've, you know, like lost my virginity again. It was the rebirth. The fountain of youth. I don't know what the term you're looking for. It was it was uh, but, but,
0: Okay, but yeah, no. But so then can you talk about like emotion like I, my, mentally my, and emotionally like my
1: emotions when
0: you were going through this were you like in a depression that this had happened to you, and that you uh,
1: you know might not
0: might not be able to have
1: yeah like sure a, a, a sex
0: life. Like what was like going through your head, and then how did you get over it? Or was you know, it I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, it's an attitude thing. So you know, if you've had anyone close to you that's been through any sort mm-hmm. of anything, like it's it's your attitude like yeah sure the medicine's the medicine the regiment's the regiment. you have to be like dedicated to it and but you know like there's a very part of it that's just mental fortitude and mm-hmm. choosing you know to be positive and surrounding yourself with positivity like what comes out of your mouth and stuff like that um, yeah of, of course it sucked yeah. like you're laid up in bed and you're doing nothing and it's just like you feel like garbage and then you're you're i mean again this is what a lot of the book is about it's just like it's it's like what how did i arrive here like how am i this person that ends up with a broken penis like dear god if you exist like what are Why? you telling me yeah um so i mean there's a lot of that i think there, there's a lot of like you know the the compounding force of new york you know when mm-hmm. you're moving slow like you know I was like limping i was like had a cane and you know like this Tube that's going into my penis, like, so you're not moving fast. Right. Um. So you know that coupled with, and we haven't even gotten into this, but again, this is why there's a, there's a book for it. It's like there was a whole nother love story, right? And so the the the, the what this really brought me to do was like, there was there's really no other way to deal with your sexuality than be absolutely upfront and like communicate with it. Mm-hmm. And when you don't like, sure you can get away with it sometimes, but most of the times like it's gonna come back around. And so like, you know, there was somebody who I had been seeing like for a couple months and like we weren't exclusive, but I still had to bear the news to her. I was like, hey, so I did this thing, you know? And so, you know, there there's kind of like this, there was a feeling of, man, you know, I had somebody I really liked and then like I blew it through my promiscuity, which even though like by the books, there was nothing wrong. I think that there was that like, There was that heaviness. There's like just the sitting there and being like in your own thoughts. Like that's Mm -hmm. the most dangerous thing to do. Like that's why they give you solitary confinement. It's just like that's the torture. Um, So, you know, there was a lot of that. And, yeah, you know, over time you're sitting there. And, of course, you're going – you read everything. You're like, oh, my God, is my penis going to be – is it going to look different? Is it going to recover? And, like, it's nothing that – like none of it's overnight. And, like, we're so used to, like, this instant gratification. And, well, Mm -hmm. what's going to happen? And, doctor, tell me what to expect. It's like – no, nah, dog. That ain't gonna. That's not the way the world. Yeah. Like technology might work that way, but your body's still Doesn't, your body. Yeah. Um, and that's so true. And it just takes discipline and it takes time. And, and the truth is, you never know if what you're gonna do is gonna work. You mm-hmm. know. So you're kind of half trusting the system, half doing your due diligence. Um, but you know, it's tough. Like it's tough to. And and you don't have a lot of references. Yeah. Like, and you have to always search in private browser so that you don't get served all these, like, Amazon penis pills. Um, You know, so so there's like all, there's all these different things, and you know, like I had to like lie to work, and you know, you just always like, I can't be like, hey boss, I can't come in today. Dick doesn't work. You know, like those things just don't fly as excuses.
0: What did you say?
1: Um, I said that I actually, like when I came back to, the first time my doctor came in and visited me, I was like, all right doc, what's my cover story? And and we netted on uh, a bike accident where I was impaled in my like intestinal area, and like people don't really ask questions when you say you were impaled, you know.
0: What does impaled mean?
1: Like you know you like something goes like you like like a javelin goes oh. through, you get impaled. So I was that's like, oh, yeah." That's actually a really
0: good cover story. Yeah, I
1: mean, and people don't really ask. Like, they don't really no. want to know. They don't. I mean, they do when I tell them it's what's actually happened. Yeah. But, like, not when I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I got foot fungus. I'm like, oh, that's fine. All right, cool. <laughs> you know? Like, so, yeah.
0: And how are you, as a man, so comfortable talking about
1: yeah. this? I mean, I will say that to be fair, mm-hmm. I was kind of forced to, Right. <laughs> like, you know, I wasn't like frolicking through the seats, seat, like street being like, City. tell me, here's my penis. Right. Like, you know, I think that it was, uh,
0: did you write the book while you were recovering? Or no,
1: I no, no, there? no, no, no. I had, I had taken a lot of notes because I just liked it. I mean, I first and foremost entertained myself. So like, I was this like, well, this skill. is really funny. Right. Um, you know, like I just, I'm one of those people that just like takes all these funny notes of like, mm-hmm. well, this was funny, or just like takes pictures and then like tells someone who doesn't care later on in life. Right. Um, you know, I, I i think I was forced to. I think that this experience was like, yeah, sure, coming to terms with like my sexuality or lack thereof or like, you know, wherever it is on the sliding scale. Mm-hmm. We don't know. <clears throat> um, and, you know, that breeded into masculinity and like this and that. I mean, I definitely have a, a uh, a strong feminine energy flowing within me, which helps um, for better or worse. But I think that like through this story, like anyone who ever shares their story, you feel like you are by yourself and mm-hmm. you are the only person in the world going through it. And then you share your story and then other people are like, holy crap. Like I went, I'm going through the same thing. Um, which is why I was telling you like, you know, I, I, I don't think that I, I get all these like DMs, not all of them. Like I'll get like random emails and DMs from people who are like going through a, an injury or something. Uh-huh you know they're not the dms that i expected to get but you know I, you know you take what you can get um so i think that those you know those help and and look yo know, it's not all sunshine and rainbows i get a lot of people being assholes too mm-hmm. you know and Why? and especially when i went on when i did the today show i joked that like my first one star review was from this like crotchety old lady who just was like this is inappropriate for people to be talking about this on tv i'm like Bitch, you could at least buy a book and then give me a one-star review. But you can bu- you can leave reviews without buying Hang a product. Back. Jerks. Um, so you know, I, but look, I mean, every, the, people like the, this is just part of it, and mm-hmm. I think that like I look what I went through, what I went through, and it's a start, part of it feels surreal. I you know like you can let it kind of define you or understand that like yeah, here in this moment, this is happening, and I think that like if I just brush it under the carpet and keep mm-hmm. moving. Is this going to serve me? Like am I going to learn from it? Is it going to be something that's fun and I can laugh about? Yeah, sure at the time it was super grave and super serious and like it could have been way worse. And am I 100%? No. But like that's fine. That's life. Like mm-hmm. we also get old. Like our knees right. wear out. Like it's a part of the body. Um and does that bleed into your confidence and performance and like being a good lover? Sure. Um, but you know, I think that the comfortability, yeah, I was forced, but I think that in finding writing, I mean, I've always written forever, and I always say that like everyone's a writer, we're always texting, we're always emailing, like we're writing. It's mm-hmm. just the discipline to write something that long <laughs> is absurd. Yeah, um, you know, so that that's that's the thing. It's like you just learn that, hey look. Communication's always gonna be a stronger hand to play than trying to hide it. And you know, we talked about this, like, look, as a guy, you're, you're, you're genetically like built to be this person. You know, you, you're, you wanna be a guy, you wanna be impressive, you wanna have this strong sense of sexuality. You can't talk about your penis without being like, yo, my dick, blank. You know, but like, there's good reason for that. And I totally understand it. Like there's there's a lot to be gained and a lot to be lost with being open and I'd love to sit here and say like, oh, you know, and so said, like yeah, all it takes is one person to be a mm-hmm. jerk to you and ruin your day and ruin your week. And like, I've got pretty good mental fortitude, but if someone says something negative to me, like that shit carries, yeah. you know, like even if it's subtle and, I, and like I really take it to heart like I, and it's hard. So you take that and you give it to somebody who doesn't have, like who hasn't put it out there a lot of times, why would they? right why would they <clears throat> especially when like you know girlfriends talk shit guys talk shit like it just happens mm-hmm. like we we're mean we we can be mean-spirited without even thinking about it you know a
0: hundred percent and when
1: it's sexuality it's so personal yeah it's so personal it's
0: you can't it can't not be personal yeah. <clears throat> what advice could you give for i don't think there are that many men that listen but i know that there are a few for, so for those men that are listening, um, and I'm sure there'll be more now that you're speaking today, <laughs> but for any man who's going through any sort of, like any sort of problem similar to yours, or whether it's just a pelvic health issue or any sort of sexual dysfunction. Sure.
1: First off, I always like to preface it by saying like, I am only in, an, in a place to give advice based on the experiences I have. Yes. And I think that everyone's are super unique. It, as an overarching theme, like it's a two-way street mm-hmm. right? Well, sex is usually a two-way street. Uh, you have to communicate everything and you have to provide a space for someone to communicate. Mm-hmm. and men are really bad at communicating. We are
0: Why generally it? speaking so
1: because that's not the way that that's not the way that we are conditioned. that's yeah. not the way that we're bred. We're providers traditionally. We are the hunters, you know, like right. we are going out and providing. Um, and, you know, it's, it is tough to adapt to the, the never ending needs, right? Because that's what we want to do. We want to, we're pleasers. Like, guys, want, we want to hold power. We want to feel that machismo and that vulnerability is not a place that we go to access that power. We go to money. We go to looks. We go to whatever it is. Vulnerability is not the chest that we go to to access power. Right. But that's also because that's not generally what women flock to, mm-hmm. right? They might say that. They might say that because that's the nice guy. But like, yo, we wanna we wanna have sex, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we wanna get it in. And being vulnerable is the is the is the fast pass to the to the nice guy, right? right? Um. But you know, if you're in a relationship, and this is why you know looking the women that listen to this is more pertinent like you have to provide that space and you can't you can't give yourself an out by being like well I asked him how he was doing and if he liked everything and he said yeah it was fine that's not providing a safe space that's covering your ass Uh right like you have to understand that it's going to be as uncomfortable for you and you have to be the first person to share right like we're going to follow the leader so if someone is able to provide that space and look I'm I'm the same exact way right like if 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 someone doesn't provide that space for me, like I'm ready to talk, but if I don't feel like, like if someone doesn't really prod me, I'll You're just be like, hey, I, yeah, I'm fine. I don't want to bother anybody. Like I'm, I i do not want to bother you. Like, so what do you what do,
0: What would it take for someone for a woman to make you feel safe?
1: Specifics, like you have to be specific. Oh, you
0: have to ask me spe- you specific. You have to be very specific questions, questions and uh-huh. you, because
1: that what that is unconsciously signaling to me is that you are also paying attention. Right? Okay. You have mentally put in work and you've paid attention to things that like I probably know unconsciously, you know, and it could, be, it could very easily start with something that you all do. It's very easy to be like, hey, I do this thing. Like, do you like that? Does this bother you? Hey, like, is it, do, are you, What are what's something that, that you aren't confident with? I know that I'm very like self-conscious in bed with you about, you know, how my vagina smells, right? right. Something like that. When you are able to open that space up for your partner and be aware of your own insecurities, mm-hmm. you then provide a space for somebody to do the same. So I think that's like my only thing because we all have them. I don't care who you are. And, and if, you, if you know anyone who's ever like been with like a male model or a female model, like these beautiful people, they will be the first person to tell you that they are the worst in bed because they have the least confidence.
0: That's so I mean, time and
1: time again, time and time again. And, and I'm never surprised by it. And it's because it's just like you know, the, the their insecurities are are manifested, and you're like, well, so, you're so beautiful, yeah. but like they're actually not comfortable in their body, you know, because That's because their way of coping with their insecurities is to then chisel this thing that everyone they think is going to like, you know, we are attracted to confidence, we are attracted to someone who is so comfortable in their own skin, and that can be anything, right? Like, um, so I think that is, and, and, and you gain that confidence from having those conversations. Mm-hmm right when someone has validated you in any aspect all of a sudden you are feeling that that confidence that people again they usually access that they go to money they go to power they go to cars you know wealth all these things that's what they access for the power but when you are loved by somebody or validated by somebody on these much more like uh, foundational levels that breeds a much stronger confidence. Yeah. And I think that once you open that conversation, yes, you can still keep the mystery. You know, I'm not gonna be like, hey honey, like do, you have to? Yeah, <laughs> you still have to do some research and you have to check in and like, yeah, sure. It's impossible. And you know, it's gonna get boring, but like you have to always explore those options and give someone a space to be like, hey, look, I wanna jerk off on your feet. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Like, yeah. and, and the second a woman goes like, ew, that's gross. Shut down, Uh right? So now you have shut down a desire and that person can no longer express all the other things they want, big or small, and instead they get really frustrated and they're going to go like watch porn and do these things and like chat with other women and like chat with their boys about how they can't do. So again, a safe space is both emotional and physical. And and if there's one thing to take away from this, remember this one thing, guys don't want to do the thing. We just want to know we could. Right. That's it. Right. Like... Half the time, you know, someone's like, "Yeah, I, w- I want to do this thing," and then it gets to the point where it's like, "Do you really want anal?" Yeah, no, no, no. His vagina's kind of fine. Like, it's it's All fine. Right. It's less messy. Like, so you know, <laughs> I think that is when we talk about providing a safe space. You know, that's that's my baseline. You know, that's my advice, I guess.
0: Well, what I think is so interesting about what you've said, and that this is what I always try and say to people, and I this is like what I live by, but we're we get into our own heads about the response that someone else will have like if we tell someone what we're going through or especially someone that we're romantically involved with if we tell them that especially for women that we have painful sex or pelvic pain or you know different bladder conditions that or you know one day we're, we're going we're, we have some a flare up one day of an issue like we get it in our head that we can't say that because we're gonna be judged and our partner's right. not gonna love us and they're not gonna look at us the same and they, we're not worthy if we can't have sex like as often as we want. Right. And I always say that like, the response that you, you will be so surprised by the response that you get from your partner. Like nine times out of 10, they will be understanding, they'll be happy that you communicated whatever you're going through with them. They're not gonna be angry. They're not gonna look at you differently. They're gonna be really happy that you came to them. I, once in a while, you'll get someone that might that might not be the reaction, but that's another issue in itself. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, that's a very warranted feeling for a, for a woman or a man to feel like they're not going to be accepted. Mm-hmm. And it's not, and even if, here's the shitty part, is that like, even if your partner goes, oh, that's fine, honey, but you know they're gonna be like, fuck does that mean like they're gonna google things and be like what i think that a like you can keep it sexy in other ways right you can make anything fun Mm -hmm. if i can make snapping my penis fun like you can make your pelvic floor fun and again it's it's always gonna be on the person who's going through the thing if you've been through anything Mm -hmm. and you're in the hospital or you have a condition or you have a disease or whatever it is you know that you are the person who is Who's comforting everybody else?
0: Exactly. Right,
1: and you have to kind of own that responsibility. Exactly. And you also have to know when you get to be passed and be like, "Hey, I need, I need to be cared. I need mm-hmm. to be loved right now." Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good point. So too. you know, yeah, it's not going to be sunshine and rainbows. Sure, you have a thing that a lot of people have, but like the person you're with doesn't know a lot of people have that, mm-hmm. and it's going to feel really weird at first. So you have to understand that, and I think you have to make it fun. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hey, cool. Like I, I if, if if a girl, if I was dating somebody that was like, hey, like when we have sex it hurts, mm-hmm. I'd be like, is it because I have a huge penis? And they'd be like, no. no. I'd be like, dang it. And <laughs> they'd be like, but if you want, you can massage my vaginal wall because I've been going to this. And I'd be like, yo, girl, you nasty. Like let's go get it. You know, like I think that there's definitely certain ways to have fun with it. And mm-hmm. and look, if yeah, look, if pain, if sex is pain for you, and your guy or your girl, whoever wants to to get it in more, then you gotta be like, ah, you know what? I gotta, I gotta do some other stuff, mm-hmm. right? I gotta give them a little HJs or something, whatever. Like you, you gotta understand that like, yes, sometimes the world's gonna deal you some, some shitty cards, right? Like, look, there were times that like, I wasn't getting as erect as I used to, mm-hmm. right? I was like, ah, shit, you know? But I was like, cool. I just got to work around this. It's just not an automatic button anymore. Mm-hmm. It takes me a little longer, so I have to understand that and understand that like there are times now that I'm gonna have sex that, and I know this is not a foreign concept for women, but I'm not gonna finish, mm-hmm. and I it's up to me to make the person that I'm with comfortable with that, yeah, right. To make the woman I'm with go, not feel like no, I no, I won't. like what do you, like what can I do? Is it, sweetie, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to finish every time. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Like. And sure, it can feel, I understand that like, it's going to make her feel a little less than she's used to. Mm-hmm. But again, if it's it's on you, the person with the condition, it's on you to understand the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just a mentality thing, mm-hmm. you know, like there's two types of people in the world and one says, yeah. well, I'm distant, so you should, me, and the other right. says, hey, listen, I'm like, what is, let me make sure that you feel good, you know? And I think that there's pros and cons of each mm-hmm. type and the world's filled with both types, but in this scenario i think that you know to have a healthy relationship that it's going to be that back and forth having that safe space and allowing that person to live in that space safe space and fostering that growth in that space and if and if it's not a fit it's not a fit
0: yeah and nine times out of ten also you won't if you're able to create that safe space you will be happy that you did you'll be like wow this is a relief like this is a huge weight lifted off of Of my shoulders that i was able to have this conversation and yeah it was really hard to do but I'm really happy I did it because now we can see eye to eye sure. and we understand each other much better and like when you actually get to a place like I mean you know where you're so comfortable talking about something yeah. people really aren't judging you for it they're actually like you're they not. become really interested and really curious and want to know more
1: and it takes it takes time mm-hmm. like I think that we get turned off very easily again everything's instant gratification and if you're dating and even if you're not dating even if you're seeing somebody it's like you know, when you're, when you're faced with something that you are unfamiliar with or you don't know, your reaction is always adverse. But the reality is, is when you're dating and you're in this crossfire exchange, it takes time to get to know people. And we wanna get to like this level of conversation mm-hmm. and vulnerability, but even that is really tough. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, you know, oh, if you have a kid and you're dating, like when do you bring that up, right? right? And like these are very difficult things and there's no real right answer because all of it takes like an awareness and attack to understand, hey, okay, maybe you know it's the type of person I feel comfortable with. Hey, just so you know, I have this. Maybe you're putting in your dating profile. Maybe you're waiting, you know, many like five dates to be like, hey, I need to tell you something, mm-hmm. right? Like, but the truth is, is most of the times things are a bigger deal mm-hmm. in our heads in than our we heads think though. they are. Exactly. You know and if it is a big deal if you're like hey i have a kid and someone goes hey cool like i i don't want to be with somebody who already has a kid then you okay great i really like you and this is really great but like time to move on Mm -hmm. and that's really tough to do because you want to be like well you 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 know you just gotta let him go
0: one thing i want to ask you is how has your perspective changed from and i mean you've talked about this a lot so far in in this conversation but how has your perspective changed from when you immediately broke your penis to now looking back on it and like
1: life is a collection of experiences mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you don't get to pick and choose no. most of them. No. So, you know, yes, it has changed my perspective. It has given me a new appreciation as with every experience, like the, that, that you actually take the time to ingest. Mm-hmm. You know, we go through so many things and we just let them fly by mm-hmm. and we don't give them the time. I mean, you know, that's all you got to do is, you, eh, you know, like what actually happened today? Well, right. What happened this week? And, and when and when your perspective changed, I think that generally speaking with experience, you become a warmer person, you become more respect, more receptive. You just look, I mean, the truth is you just meet more people through this yeah. kind of thing and you realize how lucky you are, even when you are the most unlucky version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I knew that, you know, and I, I've had people around me like with much worse conditions that have much longer lasting, uh, you know, repercussions. And so, yeah, what I went through was tough, but it's nowhere near what a lot of people are going through, you know? But there is a survival tactic of saying, like, okay, I need to, and this is the worst thing. I, sure, but you also, I think for me, um, that 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 didn't change it completely, it just reinforced, and it gave me a really good, um, a really good place at the table for anyone going through something really weird mm-hmm. to be like, hey man, I, like, I don't know the specifics of what you're going through, but I've been through some shit too, And even though it's a hilarious bit, like we still go, you know, even if it's a cold or whatever, like we still go through these like mental dips where it's like, oh man, this sucks. So, you know, just having that perspective I think is, really important. The truth is, is that going through something is relative, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like everyone at some point is going through something. Mm-hmm. It's just when in your life it happens, and right? And how you deal with it. And how you deal with it. And how the people around you treat you. Like there's so many factors. We all go through the same emotional lapse and whether you've got a ton of money or no money or you've got great health and no health, the inverse of it still incites the same chemical process in your brain. Look, the human experience is a collection of experiences mm-hmm. and we do not control them. And you just have to be aware that everyone's got something um but i got this email from somebody <laughs> in uh in norway mm-hmm. and he wrote to me he said I'm excited to hear hello this. ross i broke my banana in parentheses penis last month two emojis sitting at home and google some information about this kind of accidents emoji right now i have a catheter in for four weeks and two left no idea about the outcome uh Anyway, he then he tells me he tried to order his book. It didn't work. So I wrote him back, and I was like, oh, like, here's a copy of the book. I don't think Amazon cares about people in Oslo. And he writes me. <laughs> he goes, thanks. He goes, the size, and <laughs> the size is smaller and not tried sex yet, but it works in a way. Okay. Hope for a better and stronger penis in a few weeks. Did you get a normal size and strongness or a bit smaller and weaker? Have a nice day. <laughs> and, like, I love this stuff. Like, it's... <laughs> You know, here are these people that, again, like... That's amazing. But when you think about it, here's this person... That's who's, amazing. Who's going, I'm so happy you just Yeah, you know, he's going through this thing by himself. Maybe, like, five people know about it. And he just... He doesn't need the world to know. He just wants me to be writing back and be like, Hey, man, my penis still works. Like and you know what? It might not get back to full strength, but that's cool, man. We're getting older, you know. And and that's all he needs. I've had that a couple of times where people are like, well, like literally from the hospital. And I had a buddy who was like, I mean, but these are the types of things where these people don't need mm-hmm. the entire world to know. Mm-hmm. I didn't need the entire world to know. Like I just like to make people laugh. <laughs> and I had literally origi- originally written it as a screenplay. Mm-hmm. And they're like, dude, your life is like, just write the like, just write a book. Like, what are you gonna do with a screenplay? Um, and so you know, like sure like that was what worked for me mm-hmm. does it work for everybody no like does everything that you write have to be published no does anyone does people have to have seen it no like your voice is important in the capacity that it serves you beyond that it becomes mm-hmm. sometimes more volatile than it does helpful the that's line. really well
0: put thank you and okay finally where can people contact you? Oh my God. Because we know. If they've
1: made it this far. Yeah, if they've
0: made it this far. And
1: don't follow me on Instagram. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, well, you can search Broken Banana or you can search Broken Penis Ross and you'll pretty much get the entire history of my life. <laughs> uh, but Broken Banana is on Amazon. If you don't like to read, you don't like books, you can still go and rate it and just give me five stars and lie. It's okay. It's a white lie. It makes me feel good. Um, or it you counts. can. It counts. Or it you counts. can follow me on Instagram at ross underscore DO if you just want to look at my stories and the stupid shit that I put up.
0: <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening. Please share your thoughts, comments, and questions about this episode or any other episode at info at com. Please rate and review the podcast in the iTunes store. I wish all of you health, healing, and happiness.